welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press user reporter Erin Lavar. <laughs> what is it about the introduction that, that gives us the giggles? I don't know. I always try to like stifle you. my giggles every time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we have kind of like a, a loose back to school theme, but also a loose music, music theme, theme as well. <laughs> Just we, like a hodgepodge of everything. It's a bit of a hodgepodge. We yeah. can really decide what we wanted to talk about. So yeah. today on the show... We're going to discuss the uh, sad news this week and the loss of a giant in our community, Mitch Podolik, yeah. who, who died last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to talk about just live music in general. As longtime listeners and readers know, Erin um, is the current music writer. I did that mm-hmm. job before her. We have both reviewed a lot of shows, and Erin uh, just reviewed Iron Maiden this week, and we kind of <laughs> had sure a few, did. <laughs> we kind of had a few <laughs> epiphanies about that. Yeah, um, and we're also going to talk about like routines and how it's, it's kind of hard to build them and maintain them, and how you feel when they kind of go off the rails. Mm-hmm. First, though, how was your week? Um, I have a an Aaron the other Aaron Labar update. I'm very excited. <laughs> so she <laughs> forwarded me another email from someone who incorrectly read my email address yet again. Even mm-hmm. though I started putting the R in caps, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So she sends this to me, and then I I said that to her in the email that I, like I've started capping my middle initial so that people see it, and it's R. And she responds that her middle initial is also R. Shut the front door. I know. <laughs> like, I just about lost it. When to quote JVN, can you believe? I couldn't believe. I cannot believe. And so then I responded and I was like, whoa, what is your middle name? We do not have the same middle name. But what are the chances? Aaron R. Labar. That is uncanny valley right? <laughs> <Yes>. freaky <laughs> yeah and then i'm also i also have a neighborhood update <laughs> Ooh, lots of updates lots of follows from last yeah, week yeah so this is like sort of tangentially tangentially related to our conversation last week but i pulled into my parking spot mm-hmm. the other day and this lady <laughs> i live very close to a starbucks and this lady was walking down the street and she saw me pull into the spot and she comes over and taps on my window, which is like kind of terrifying when you're not uh, expecting it. Well, sure. I mean, she was like very much like a mom age, like in her Still. 60s. So she taps on the window and she's like, roll down your window and making the gesture. <laughs> and so I do. The universal roll down. down yeah. And so I do. She's like, I noticed that your parking pad has recently been repaved. And I said, <laughs> why, yes, it has. And she goes, you must be thrilled. Those ruts, those holes in the gravel before were just awful. I walk by them all the time. And I was like, uh, yeah. You're like, yep, I lived it. And she's like, I'm just really happy for you. And then she just walked away. <laughs> See, that's kind of delightful. It was very sweet. I have Because the holes were very bad. Also, it would never occur to me. It's the same with like when readers occasionally email us with like something nice. Mm-hmm. Something not nice, I get. The nice ones always surprise me because it has literally never occurred to me. And I read things that I enjoy all the time, but I, it never occurred to me to be like, I'm going to email the writer. And it's always nice when people do. It, it actually makes my whole day. But it just like made me laugh so hard because she's like, I always wondered who was parking here. And then I saw, <laughs> I saw you and I was like, now's my chance. I like how much time and thought she has given well, to Well, I guess maybe she parking. just walks by every day. And to be fair, it was a pretty substantial hole in the ground. Because Your fiance it- sank into it, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Because <laughs> it was just a gravel parking pad that didn't yeah. really have a lot of foundation to it. Yeah. And then it got, was really wet in the spring. 
and he sunk like right into the mud like half of his tire was in the mud so the hole was very substantial and it was like that for a while yeah like three months i think or four months so we're very happy that it's paved and as is this lady apparently um related the things you live with eh? Mm -hmm. so when before we did our kitchen renovation we had this light in our kitchen like the overhead light that just it didn't work it just stopped working so we literally moved a lamp into our kitchen and lived that way for months why did you just replace the light because it was like it would involved like getting an electrician and oh, bothered. Okay. and we were like so close to the renovation that we're like whatever, whatever. We'll just do this and then when you have like a when you can just like walk to a room and flip on a light switch you're like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> the same thing happened this week our bathroom sink would not drain. Oh, I hate that. And it's a pedestal sink, so it's not very deep to begin with. So even if you're waiting for the water to heat up, it would fill up. And I think we lived with this for like two months till finally we Snake lost our minds and called a plumber. Snaking didn't work. Drano didn't work. The so what did he do? Baking soda, vinegar bomb didn't work. He like took the sink apart no he had like industrial snaking and then like some stuff to like break it down yeah and now drainy drainy oh my goodness it's like a whole new world it's amazing you also bought an alarm clock i did (laughs) so very exciting home home uh week um so this is kind of a twofold thing one i have developed some janky sleep patterns welcome to the club oh, i don't like it no it's bad not a fan it's not fun it's not a fun club it's not a fun club it's a it's a it's a sucky club <laughs> it's a very sucky club um but also just a bit of an effort to use my phone less i have something called screen time on iphone which you can turn on that kind of monitors your screen time mm-hmm. and really it will just ruin your whole life because you're like oh, wow i spent seven hours on my phone today <laughs> like 15 hours a week on your phone and yet i'm like oh, i don't have time to go to the gym like stop it <laughs> you know like so it's, it's it was a little bit of like uh hmm maybe scrolling through instagram till i pass out is not healthy so i was like okay i'm gonna buy an alarm clock i'm gonna keep my phone in another room mm-hmm. and buy an alarm clock the world of alarm clocks is wild everyone well, yeah they're it's, like little robots they can do everything well there's one that was retailing at walmart you can go find it where it's literally a target and to turn it off in the morning you shoot it with a gun my favorite one was the one that projected the time onto the ceiling <laughs> yeah, in massive red this? numbers so alarm clock i found a good one canadian tire a canadian tire love it we bought it together we did because we're married, we're married. <laughs> um it's very good i'm very happy with with it it has a dimmable function it also has a function where it just it will not show numbers at all if you want oh yeah it's great 15 dollars. it was amazing the new world order with an alarm clock and not looking at my phone at night i'm reading before bed and then going to sleep it has been better yes okay it's been quite relaxing so i would recommend if you're feeling a little too tied to your phone get an alarm clock change your life as you know i've had the same clock radio since i was seven years old so yes <laughs> you because you got that from your my dad's dad my grandfather my my paternal grandfather i got a clock radio from my great grandfather and i don't know what happened to it mine is fully functional it's now 23 years old they last forever i love it uh so yeah get yourself an alarm clock or you know get your old one at a storage and seriously it'll change your life Last weekend, 
Um, we lost a pretty huge figure in the art scene in Manitoba, but also national music, folk music scene, Mitch yeah. Pedalic. He was the co-founder of the Winnipeg Folk Festival. He was involved in the Children's Festival. He was one of the co-founders of the West End Cultural Center in Winnipeg, which Jen and I have done pretty extensive reporting mm-hmm. about. He co-founded Vancouver Folk Festival, Edmonton, Calgary, yeah, some in the East Coast as well, and was just like a very important person in the folk music scene across the country. Yeah, he uh, and he was someone who obviously was very instrumental in the creation of all these institutions that we Mm -hmm. just mentioned but he was also just a really interesting guy and he like all the tributes that have been flooding social media this week and like just hearing from all his old friends old and new friends Mm -hmm. um what an impact he had like in a very small way too which i like like a lot of people you know talking about how if you were hungry mitch would feed you or how he would take you in and how him and his you know wife ava were like basically everyone's parents yeah um yeah so it's just it, it it's been been in a bit of a reflective mood this week of yeah. about that and he had been dealing with illness for a while yeah. so it wasn't like entirely shocking but he was only 71 so yeah. he wasn't really that old yeah it, uh, and his son, Leonard, who is also a musician, yes. um, has been doing just a great job this week in terms of handling all the media interviews mm-hmm. and like putting together like the funeral. And yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's such a loss, but like feeling it on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what his family's going through right now, yeah. but I worked in Mitch's office. So he has, um, part of the things that he did um was developing a touring network for home shows so like and house like concerts. in rural communities home shows yes <laughs> house concerts house concerts um which is really cool because yeah. it is basically creating a platform for artists where they can actually make money because they're billeted usually by the houses they perform. Yeah. And they're usually like the tour is usually, well, it can be anywhere from like a few days to a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, and so they had an office space and I was doing a freelance contract. This was years ago. Like I was in my early twenties and I was doing a freelance contract, um, doing publicity for the Mayworks festival, which is like a labor and arts festival that happens around May day. Um, and so I spent a summer working with like in Mitch's office and it was, he's so funny, but like, just like the wisdom, like the crude jokes, but then like the wisdom bomb, like he just, and like his appreciation of Chinese food is rivaled no others. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was really awesome. And I just, I remember, um, he was just really inspiring in the way that no ideas were bad. Yeah. You know, and he was very much like, okay, how are we going to get that done? And he was very like, he would tell you like, okay, well that doesn't work, but we should do this. You know, that's my favorite thing about interviewing him is that I always knew that I would not get a BS answer. Absolutely. Like he couldn't care less whether you like, whether something was controversial or whatever, he Mm -hmm. would just tell you what, what was happening like point blank. Yeah. That's why I love talking to him about when we did the WEC um, oral history, because, you know, getting something like that started is not easy. And he was very blunt being like, we didn't know what the F we were doing. And then we just like tore down this wall. And (laughs) yeah, no, he was, he's very um, candid, candid guy. Well, and the other um, quote that you got from him for the oral history that I used in an editorial this week where he was talking about just how, if you're the founder of an organization, you should step away from it eventually to see if it has 
legs of its own legs of its own Mm -hmm. which i also really appreciate about him because like there just wasn't a ton of ego there like i think he liked to get credit for the things that he did but it also wasn't all about him like Mm -hmm. he knew that it took a lot of people to make something a reality and he was very open to sharing that and and kind of stepping away and letting people run with it so Mm -hmm. rest in peace mitch yeah mitch uh, you saw Iron Maiden. I did. You heard a really abrupt left turn and yeah. sort change. Um, I did. It was a very good show, like super entertaining. But after like 90 minutes, I was fully done. Like yeah. my ears were tired. My head was tired. It's just so loud. It's not music that I listen to by choice. Um, and that was an f- interesting text conversation I was having with my partner who mm-hmm. was in his, in his seat below and he's like this is great i want it to never end and i'm like no no this needs to end immediately no, <laughs> like this encore of three songs that are 30 minutes long well, um, it, needs it, kind to of, stop. it kind of made me think about how much music i have seen through work that i wouldn't ordinarily right no like there was when i was still reviewing music there was like a spate of like every major pop star that you can think of i've probably seen like yeah i've seen lady gaga i've seen pink i've seen Katy perry i've seen taylor swift these are not shows i would buy tickets to ever no. but they were great shows and i'm happy well minus Katy perry that was like a solid three stars <laughs> um really she really had I feel a like her like spectacle though would be worth at least another half a star her spectacle was not the most spectacular cream from her boobs she did not um (laughs) i've I've seen i've seen more spectacular spectacles because like iron maiden had a freaking plane she what kind of dragged it down for me that's also bananas right um (laughs) what kind of dragged it down for me was the very obvious scratch track that she was barely singing along to yeah yeah um and i think it was just because it was during a season where I saw other really high octane performers that were performing. Like, yeah. Cause like um, pink does live vocals, right? Yeah. Yeah. While doing aerial yeah, acrobatics. Yeah. Acrobatics, yeah. Like, like <laughs> up at the press box. I'm like, I can make eye contact with you. <laughs> like it's like just unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. So even though sometimes it can be like, Oh, I don't, I'm not, this is not music I would listen to. Cause I think that's actually also a popular misconception. People have of reviewers that we only review stuff that we, Oh, is no. it our wheelhouse? No, no. Heck no. No, you have to get... I'd say out of like one out of five are a concert that I would actually pay to go see yeah, and as you, a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you have to go in with a really open mind because it actually doesn't matter what you listen to. Like, no. can you judge this on its own like, merit? As I was saying to you, I've now done like the the five sort of metal rock yeah. icon acts like Metallica, Black Sabbath, ACDC, Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I've done all of them now. Yeah. Like, like I would never pay to see any of those bands, but most of them got f- between four and five stars. I know. So. so it's kind of, I am often very grateful for the opportunity because it's like, oh, I like this job is how I discovered. I actually, in fact, do enjoy Brian Adams, which I thought was, <laughs> I was like, eh, Brian Adams, whatever. No, like, I know that I enjoy Brian Adams. I, when I saw him live, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. So it, uh, all this to say. If there's an act that you're curious about and you have like some disposable income and want to buy a cheap ticket to something, you mm-hmm. should do it because honestly, like mm-hmm. you will be rewarded for taking risks. And that kind of circles back to the Mitch conversation because that's what Folk Fest is all about, right? It's discovery. like the discovery yeah. thing. So that's, that's as much as I don't necessarily love the music watching experience at festivals, the yeah. discovery aspect 
is a great part of it because you're you're getting so so much bang for your buck right like yeah. a lot of people can't afford to just go to a random concert because these tickets are like 70 absolutely 150 dollars yeah. but if you're if you're there for your day at folk fest for your 80 yeah. or 90 dollars yeah why not also enter contests oh yeah enter contests for sure yeah absolutely that's There's a, a lot great of way to get tickets. tickets um and if you want to be my date i sometimes yeah have extra tickets. exactly <laughs> email erin yeah like, hi i'm interested in this band yeah um we were talking, though, about live music in less okay. appropriate spaces. Can I start with this? Because Please. the reason my voice sounds like I've smoked a pack of cigarettes this morning. Because she put, smoked a pack of cigarettes and just No, I, yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But we, I was at a sort of lounge, bar lounge mm-hmm. place last night with a group of friends. Yeah. For like a catch-up chat, because we haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. And then these two dudes set up in the corner their bass and guitar plugged into amps cranked up to like 11 and starts like playing 80s soft rock no like free fallen and (laughs) (laughs) you know um the eagle hotel california so loud in the corner of this tiny lounge that i was screaming at the person across the table from me and they could not hear me which is why my voice is like blown out this morning we are both music fans and like i would say that that is a very defining feature of my personality like people know that i like like music music. (laughs) however when i'm out for dinner and i'm seeing a band set up in the corner the dread i feel <laughs> it's like and it's, no and it, no. they weren't bad like no they, they weren't they never are they're, they're, they're fine. fine but i just like why are you plugged in in a room of 30 yeah. people why are you singing at the absolute top of your lungs I, I just it's just such a weird thing that i feel phased out in the 90s and now all of a sudden is coming back agreed i'm like this is just not what people want when they're in a in a lounge or in a restaurant and if you are gonna do that like make it an acoustic act of someone who just like sits quietly in the corner and just like does an instrumental because like already i think people complain that music that is just playing is often too loud Mm -hmm. but what i was gonna say too this is a completely untested theory but i'm just gonna throw it out there i wonder if because of sort of the live music as background music because i don't think live music should be background music play music in a restaurant that's fine fine. but when you have a live performance i don't know that that's background music and i think what might be happening is if that is people's perception perception or people's exposure to live music that's what creates this idea that you can talk through people performing at like the west end which i see constantly i'm a shusher though me too i'll shush people like I, mm, yeah i i'm that person yeah i just don't think live music is background music i think it deserves your attention well they're yeah they're putting themselves out there i, I think it was one of the festival launches they had an, an act playing and people were talking through his set i don't want to say who it was but they were pretty loud and disrespectful mm-hmm. and it, it was clearly very upsetting for him yeah and i'm like this is awful to watch yeah and like I get that it's a festival launch, but I would argue that is an inappropriate place for live music. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it just doesn't always it doesn't always work. it doesn't work. Mm. You know what else doesn't always work? My good intentions. <laughs> 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 so I think it's something about this time of year. I have said this on the pod before, I'm oh, sure yeah. that this is kind of like my new year. Yeah. 
because it's like back I to feel school like so disorganized right now i know i do too this week was particularly bad yeah Insomnia, my meal prep went out the window i haven't been sleeping well yeah like work stuff i feel totally scatterbrained i ate an entire box of craft dinner for dinner on monday I'm like, <laughs> what what is happening <laughs> That's when you know you've hit, hit yeah, the that's, low. Yeah, that's like a new that's bottom. A new bottom. <laughs> um, but I saw someone tweet uh, about how they're like, oh, I don't know how people like, and it, it, he listed five things and it was like work full time, exercise, cook, keep the apartment clean and like enjoy your weekends. That was the fifth one. And enjoy your weekends. <laughs> you know, like a luxury. <laughs> like, and my response to him was, you can choose two of those things yeah. and they will vary per week. Maybe not the working full time, but like you can have like a really awesome week where you're like, oh, I worked out and I cooked. But like the other stuff is going to go to hell. Right. It's just how it is. You can't do it all. It's just all the impossible. Time. And yet I think a lot of women especially think that they can do it all all the time. I have never been more tired than I have the last like three months just because I've been working a lot. Yeah. Wedding stuff and then trying to like, again, maintain a cleanish apartment take yeah. care of two cats do my meal prep so that i'm not spending too much money eating out i know it's just it's impossible and i get a weird gratification from using all my produce so i like, get very sad when i have to throw food out like, like very sad it's weird like it's like oh my god like yeah sex is cool but have you tried using all your produce it's amazing <laughs> like <laughs> Well, like just, when I know that I I've had a solid meal prep and I'm like, yes, I've, I've used every last sweet potato and red pepper in here. <laughs> Amazing. And it's just for me, it's like I literally see myself throwing money into the garbage. I know. Every time I throw something out that's in the fridge that got pushed to the back and we didn't see it or the other day. pre-bagged I, salads oh are really God. heartbreaking. And they're $5 a bag. That's <laughs> so why they are every heartbreaking. Time, every time it's $5 in the garbage. Stupid kale salad, $5 in the garbage <laughs> every time. And those expiry dates, for a lot of things, it's like you can leave it a week or f- uh, even a few days. But as soon as you pass that date on that kale salad bag, it turns to soup. Like it, it just turns brown instantly. What also, is that? Uh, further to that, what's, I feel like Seinfeld, what's the deal with, <laughs> but literally what's the deal with bag spinach and the same problem? Yeah. Like the, you can the, use maybe the top third. Yeah. And but then, then the sudden, rest is. It's like, oh, expiry. Oh, today. Okay. So I'll use this tomorrow. It should still be fine. You open the fridge tomorrow. Soup. Green water. <laughs> it's just <disgusting>. everywhere. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I know. It's, uh, and yet every week when I'm doing my meal prep, it's like that spinach. <laughs> that weird <laughs> cockeyed optimism of this week. I'll eat the kale salad. <laughs> <laughs> this week will be my week. This week I will be a gourmet chef. Like, right. <laughs> you know. But you know what? I need that optimism because I think that's what literally keeps me going. <laughs> We're going to finish things with this, uh, an extensive signal boost. Yes. This week. Signal boost. Get ready for a rant about politics. Oh, yeah. So my signal boost, uh, I'm just going to go first. Just jump in there. <laughs> Please, by all means. Um, I'm signal boosting sort of the entire collection of political coverage that is happening right now during this provincial election and which will continue into the federal election later this fall but we have double elections yeah double election it's a lot it's it's oversaturation but you guys you gotta you gotta stick it out you You gotta gotta be informed you have to read and you have to vote and please vote you can vote 
advanced voting is it's, open. It's happening. Right it's happening. Now. I you saw can, someone put it on Instagram, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, where's my voter ballot?" You can vote right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have Jessica Botella Urbanski. We have Dan Lett. We have Tom Broadbeck. We have Larry Cush. They're all at the ledge. They're reporting their little butts off. They have their new podcast, Not for Attribution, to get even more coverage. So there's no excuse to not be informed about what's going on in our province right now. Even though sometimes it seems super boring, it's important. And sometimes it's super overwhelming because there's a lot of stuff. But Exactly. But this is how changes are made. So exactly. if you're not happy with how things are right now in this province, if you have specific issues that you want to focus on, like climate change or employment issues yeah. or drug issues or, you know, anything, like find the candidate that speaks to you and, and then, then vote for them. And then suddenly it will seem a lot less boring because I think that's why people and that's why I use that word. I think people think that particularly like provincial elections are boring because it's just not as sexy as like a U.S. election. No, it's, not, it's absolutely not. You know, however, it's a, it's a bunch of dudes wandering around. <laughs> I do believe that it becomes a lot less boring the minute you start paying attention and start getting invested in the absolutely. issues that you care about. Then that will change the whole game for you. So, so just yeah. please read, please vote. And if there's anything that we can do in like yeah. a podcasty way that will make this more interesting for you, We'll, we'll get you invested. Like, yeah. please tell us because I am on the everyone please vote trail this election season. And then vote again in October. Yes. October? October. I think it's October, yeah. I am going to signal boost the work of sports reporter Jeff Hamilton, who has been working on the Andrew Harris story. So, like, kind of our star bomber right now, I would say, failed. Which a, is a football team for which those is a football who don't team live here. For, yeah, if you don't live in Winnipeg Blue Bombers. <laughs> yeah. Um, he failed a drug test and has been benched for the games that happened this weekend, which is Labor Day in Canada, which is kind of a big deal. It is. It's our it's our rival games with Saskatchewan. Yeah. The Labor Day Classic and then yeah. the Banjo Bowl. Yeah. Which is as fun as it sounds. So he had done a bunch of random drug testing Mm -hmm. had failed um he is pretty insistent that it is a tainted supplement that Mm -hmm. he was taking and that hasn't been proven Proven yet or disproven yet but that setting that aside um i really like jeff hamilton's longer features and he does he's just a really good interviewer and he talked for Andrew for like 45 minutes and it was like super candid and there's a lot of emotion. It wasn't like yeah. that kind of, you know, the sports record, like sports. Sorry, let me try again. Invisalign tripping me up. Like the like the canned sports scrum. Right. Where answer. you have the quotes that your coach told you to say. And Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm signal boosting his work on that because it's been very good. And he did a lot of research. Uh, like in that that big story that came out earlier in the week about supplements and yeah. sort of like other precedents for this kind of thing. And so it's it's a very like well-informed Absolutely. Piece. And it is very, and this kind of um, relates a little bit to our wellness discussion from last week. Mm-hmm. Because when I was interviewing Dr. Jen Gunter, she was telling me that a lot of supplements, like they're not regulated. No, they're not. So you could literally, and as she put it, she's like, so someone could literally scoop dirt from their backyard and like put it in a capsule yeah put it <laughs> in and like in a pretty rose gold bottle and people will be like hmm wellness but like you know it's so still dirt <laughs> yeah so it doesn't uh if it does come to pass that that's what happened 
that doesn't surprise me. Right. So, bit of a cautionary tale overall. Mm-hmm. You can find everything that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaratti on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rabble on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week. Oh,